0: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. with me, a very fresh-looking Dave Caldwell on this Sunday afternoon. Dave, you're right?: You're fresh-looking, not. I don't know about a fresh feeling. <laughs> but isn't it about the look, isn't it about the perception?
1: Well, I suppose. Fair enough. When he when gets 45, it's more about how you feel, mate.
0: Um, Terence Crawford, Kel Brook. Uh, I was getting excited because I was like 3 a.m., hopefully nice and early, not a 5 a.m. fight, but it seemed like it came on about 5.15. Uh, let's just jump straight in. A lot of people talked before the fight to say this was going to be a tough fight, a step too far for okay. Kell He posted a picture, I think, on Thursday or Friday, uh, looking absolutely ripped and shredded. Um, I remember speaking to his nutritionist earlier in the week and he said, this is the best that Kel has made 147. He's been training for months, not eight or 12 weeks, but many months. Um, how did you assess uh, the first, well, the four rounds of the fight?
1: Um, I think the problem is, is sometimes what we do is, is we're buying to how a fighter looks on the scales a bit too much. Um, you know, uh We've all said all along, 147 for Kel. It's one thing a fight making a weight. Yes, once, once you, you know, a nutritionist, to do a great job and everything, but getting a guy on the scales and being there is one thing, but actually him performing, once, once, he's, once he's come down to that weight, you know, 24 hours, 30 hours or whatever it is after, then performing at the weight, what does it, what does it take away from him? You know, um, and and there's been countless countless fights where you see a fighter that's you know big for the weight or whatever, and he, and he, he gets himself down to that weight, and the punch resistance isn't there. They just they're just not quite the same fighter, and it gets this gets worse as you get older. And Kell's been at one four seven for a long long time, but. Having said that, that's you know, that's because you mentioned the weight to me, that's you know, that's regardless. We always knew that Terence Crawford was gonna be a very, very tough ass for Kel. But props to him for going out there and chasing the big fights, you know, Golovkin, your Spence, your Crawford, they're three of the the biggest names that we've, we've we've got in boxing or we've had in boxing for a while. Um and he's first and um and you know, obviously when when you're fighting the pound for pounders like your Crawfords, it's so hard because you have to be concentrated, and it has to be everything has to be perfect for every split second of the fight. Because they only need to just see that one opening, and they take it, and and they change the fight. And that's the difference with these guys that are just at that elite, super elite level. You know, um, there's a reason why those guys do something and, and on a consistent basis is the reason why they're at that sort of level. Because if you look at me in the gym, so you know, I've, I've spoke to um, I've seen myself and I've I've spoken to other fighters where they've gone and they've, they've trained or they've sparred or they've watched sparring with, with these fighters, elite level fighters or whatever. And you watch them and think, well, in the gym and they're watching in the sea, one. Well, I think, well, it's not like I were expecting more. But then you see what they do on fight night, and though it's those fine margins. Of, you know, Kel, Kel did well. We, Crawford always gets off to a slow start. You know, that's no surprise. You know, we were talking in the gym, and, you know, a lot of Crawford's fights, even Lomachenko fights for the first four or five rounds, the close fights, you know, barring the Lopez fight, but the first, the close fights, and and the other guy feels like they're in it, but they're having to do so much to stay in it. And while the elite fighter, the pound-for-pound pound fighter, He's figuring them out, seeing what they do, do well, take that away, seeing what mistakes they make, and then adjust themselves to get themselves in that position. And then, you know, especially Crawford, so many of his fights, the first six rounds or so, are very well, you know, well-matched, competitive fights, and then you see him go up in another gear when, when he feels comfortable. And that's what happened last night. You know, Kel got off, got off to a good start. We all know that Kel's timing is fantastic. You know, um, and he got off to a good start. I had, him, I had him winning the first two, then Crawford for me, the th- round three. Um, and then it just ended, just boom, just quick. You know, it, it's, that's, that's the level that you're at and that's the problem. You know, it can just unravel so quick at that level.
0: Talk about that punch that Crawford landed that initially wobbled. It didn't seem like the biggest yeah, but-
1: so I, I see that I've, I've heard this from a lot of people saying, you know, oh, it was just a jab, oh, and, and then Slayton Keller—it's just a jab. But it's not just a jab. You look at the angle that he throws that shot, and he just drops—he drops it in. You know, when he he can box south or orthodox, but I believe his right hand is 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 his real power shot. So he's gone to that that, that side, and and he's got the, found that angle to as Kel's moving onto the shot, he's chopped it onto, so he's managed to get a lot of leverage into that shot, you know, and that's a good shot, it was a, it was a and it, you know, it unhinged him completely, and yes, like I said, when, when you look at, you get on the scales, and everybody starts whooping, and saying you look fantastic on scales, and things like that, scales mean shit, when it comes down to actual performing, and we've seen it so many times, people buy into this thing about, because the way that somebody looks on a set of scales, that is not fighting, you know Crawford's an old school fighter. It's a throwback kind of fighter, and um, you know when I was w- watching the face-off after weighing, you know myself and Richard Towers, we were talking about it. Um, the lads in the gym with Jordan up in the run, we were talking about it. You know Kel's speaking and Kel, you know he, he, he's getting into this back and forth, and he was talking about his size and talking about his... Crawford's. Crawford's not trying to be a bad man. He's not trying to intimidate. Just being what he is, you know. He's he's from that kind of background. That you know, he's, he is rough and and been through a lot of stuff like that. Um, and he is used to, you know, these tough tough fights, tough spars, and and he's got that sort of mentality, and it goes toward being that kind of fighter that he is and, and the level that he is. And he was just, it was an interesting the size, you know. Kel, they were all talking about the size, the size, the size it's it's different when the, the you know you see Lo, uh, lopez and Lomachenko. lopez is an elite little fighter as well a very very good fighter as well so to give away size and strength and things like that and freshness as well against somebody else that's on that same sort of level that's when it's very very hard to do but when you are an elite fighter and you're fighting a guy that that hasn't you know he hasn't proven himself to be on that level yet you know kell always had great potential but you know he, he, you can't put him on that same sort of pedestal as those elite guys not especially not at this this stage of his career so then the size and 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 the strength and what have you they know those guys know how to take that away they know how to deal with that you know um and, and that's what it proved. And it, just, it was just blinking an eye. It just, that's it. The fight the fight ended.
0: We know Dominic Ingle uh, wasn't in his corner. We know, obviously, Eddie Hearn uh, wasn't promoting the event. Um, question now is, where does Kel go next? Because a lot of people were saying before the fight, he's left Eddie out and Dom out because he wants to cash in and make as much money as we can. Maybe true, maybe not true. We just don't know. Uh, we know Eddie and Dom have said their part of it. Um, where does he go? Or is this the last time we see Kel?
1: Um, listen, it's 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 not my business to tell somebody to finish. But I I remember Kel from day one when he walked into the gym. You know, I, I remember him as a, as that little kid. Um, I've watched him grow up. You know, he's become a he's become a dad. You know, he's he's, he's, a, he's he's done great for himself. He's secured his family's future and everything. And he doesn't need boxing for the finances of it. You know, if he's if he's after the glory and things like that, then I, I, would, I would say to him, my own opinion is, is, maybe now's the time to walk away because, you know, he's, he's gone at the at the elite level. You know, you can say whatever you want, but his losses were at the elite level. You know, Golovkin, Spence, and and um, and Crawford. There's no shame in that. If he was to walk away from the sport, having Done what he'd done, he'd beat Sean Porter, you know, being a world champion, he's made a lot of money, like I said. Um, There's no shame in that. And I just think that when when you're a fighter that doesn't get hit a lot and and relies on your reflexes and speed and sharpness and and things like that, you know, um, when things start to unravel in that sort of sense and you start to get tagged, and you know, it's time to get out. And I just think at this stage of his career, the inactivity, that everything's going off, um, I think it's a tough ask for him to come back. And and also, you know, I I I will I don't care that he looked great on the scales. I will always say that he he should have, you know, he's a big kid. He's a big big kid at that weight. One four seven. he should have moved up. He should have moved up before, you know, before that. I, I think after. Um, after Golovkin and going up at that way, he, he should have gone to one 4, uh, one five four then um, but it's all in the past it makes no difference in my opinion it, it, it doesn't mean shit um, it's just that I, I've always thought um, and I've always thought one four seven Kel going back to one four seven was always going to be a tough ask you know, anybody can drop weight anybody can look fantastic on scales but um, let's not forget on the scale you know it's just listen scales are scales you're not performing on on scales um and um i just think for him to 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 move forward now if he was to box again then he has to he has to jump up you know um he has to go up in the divisions but is there that hunger and desire there you know i i've had the feeling that he's wanted He's, he's been inactive and what? because he's been waiting for a big mega fight you know like I Amir mean, Khan's similar sort of personality they've done all the fights they've done the you know the, the warm ups the, the, the whatever they get motivated these kind of fighters when they've been around at the top for so long takes a lot for them to get motivated and, and perhaps they're just looking for the big fights the big money The you know the challenges um, the problem is at this stage of a career is if you're trying to find the fights that match that motivation if you've got that motivation and you, you can only get out of bed for these kind of fights. The problem is, is at this stage of your career, those kind of fights are a little bit beyond your capabilities, I think. Um, so I, I would like to see him, see him walk away, but we'll see, won't we? We'll see.
0: Spence, I spoke to Spence Oliver just before I um, dialed in to speak to you, and, and Spence said he will love to see a make on Brook. He goes to the fight that, yeah, would have been brilliant five years ago, but, I would still pay for it, but you still got people like Liam Smith there, maybe a domestic showdown, a farewell fight. Yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah, so Khan, I would imagine both of them two guys, if that fight could get made, both of them two guys would be up for that fight because it's personal, because of the history and things like that. So they would really get up for it. But a domestic clash, a great domestic clash, against Liam Smith. Liam Smith would be up for that fight. But I think Kel I think he's it's kinda like I think Amir Khan wouldn't want to get beat by Kel Brook because of it's the domestic thing and he don't mind getting beat by Canelo's and elite level fighters. I kinda get the feeling that Kel's a little bit like that, that he wouldn't want to get beat by Liam Smith. Um, at this stage of the careers Liam Smith could be an absolute nightmare for Kelbrook Um, you know, uh, so would he want to take that that gamble? Whereas a calm fight, it's one of those, isn't it? It's who's who's gonna it's, yeah, yeah. I'm not excited by that fight anymore because everyone talks about it and it's talked about it for years and years and years. So I don't really give a shit about that fight anymore. But if it was to be signed, don't get me wrong, if it was to be signed and it's done, then I'd kind of be like, Yeah, I want to see it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch it. I'd want to see it because I'm finally, oh, they're not the best though. So you never get that complete answer. And the, the, the problem is, is, is like, remember we were me about Mayweather, um, um, uh, Pacquiao for years and years and years. And then I remember when it happened, it was like, nah, it can be like that, you know? Um, but yeah, people watch it, but it's not a, it's not a Wembley Stadium fight anymore. It's you know that that day's gone. That that day's done. It's never that kind of fight anymore. But it's still a big fight, and it's, it's still a fight that if it finally got done, then people would want to watch because of the followings that they've got. But I'm you know I, I kind of I'm kind of sad that it's never happened anyway. It's like you know it's it's, it's the peak of them and both gone, and and so it'd be a different fight now to what it would have been in in the heyday.
0: Okay, uh, Dave, just finally, I just want to end on this. Uh, today, uh, Dave Allen announced his retirement from... I've from- only
1: just seen this. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't, I didn't, only just seen this. So, was that, like, did he announce it last night or was today, this morning? I've
0: seen, it, I've seen it this morning, yeah.
1: Right.
0: So, uh, he's announced his retirement. Uh, he said he doesn't want to get punched in the face no more. Um, I saw him in great shape, probably best shape I've seen him. Uh, he was supposed to fight on the Usyk Chizora undercard. Yeah. Uh, obviously, fight fell through. Uh, for other reasons, but uh, yeah, he announced his retirement, everyone's wished him well, Um, your reaction?
1: Yeah, listen, he's he's a great character, and and he's he's proven to the ordinary guys, out there that are boxing, that you can, you know, you can break into the the big league as such, you know, he, he, um, he, one thing I'll say about Dave, from the first time that I I ever saw him Spar, he's a tough bastard, you know, he would just, Take shots, come forward, and make your work and grind. You know, look to grind his, his sparring partners down, his opponents down, whatever. Um, never turn his back on a fight. You know, he, he he's uh, he's got big balls, a man. And I wish him all the best in in retirement. Um, he uh, when I had Amy Timlin that I managed box on the other uh, the other week. Um, Amy told me that Dave took her under his wing. Um, you know, she's a little bit shy, a bit quiet. And, and he took her under uh, a wing he's a good character and he's a nice kid and so I wish him all the best I'm glad that he's walking away from it I'll be honest with you because he's one of those guys that needs protection from himself because he's too tough he's too, you know, he's too game um, so if he's decided he don't want to get punched anymore which I think might be a lot to do with the fact that now he started coaching kids that you see that if you if because coaching what it can do it can give you that buzz. Not quite the same, but it can give you that buzz um, that perhaps you missed as a fighter, or you, you feel that you will miss as a fighter. And I think Dave needs something to to keep his mind on, um, and to give him that you know that that motivation and that you know focus. And I think coaching, because these kids look up to him that he's working with, and he's got such a good relation with him. I think that's giving him. It makes you start thinking to yourself, well, actually there is a path there is a life after boxing because a lot of a lot of sportsmen a lot of boxers um, the you know and dave has been quite open about his you know is um, things that he he has to deal with mentally and things um, a lot of them I think perhaps worry about well, what do I, what do I do when I you know when I stop boxing when uh, the the personal side of boxing where you're meeting people you meet it's like this is our social life we you know when you when you live 24/7 in boxing you don't actually go out much obviously you don't go out now cuz of lockdown and shit but i'm saying in normal life you don't actually socialize much apart mm. from with people in the sport when we you know we go away for fight week and things like that you're around whether it's in you know in the hotel whether it's in a dinner uh, uh, restaurant or whatever mm. bumping into people so so you kind of like miss that when you're not in that and but he's now a coach so he's still gonna have that he's still gonna be around the fight game he's still gonna be around you know his friends at, at, at match room at sky at, you know up and down the country he's still being around that um so yeah so it's it's that maybe I mean I don't know um but that may be part of the reason why I thought you know what I have got a path and a, and a, and a career outside of fighting I don't need to get punched in I don't need to keep putting damage on myself Um, so I'm I'm happy for him and and I I wish him all the best going forward
0: I absolutely wish Dave all the very best and success uh, in the future
1: Dave Cobwell, always a pleasure thank you for jumping
0: on this afternoon enjoy your Sunday rest recover get ready for Monday morning tomorrow
1: big week big week got um, back in the gym tomorrow and then we're in the bubble for Hopi Price So we're going down to Wembley on Tuesday.
0: So we catch up with you during the week. Dave Colwell for IFL TV. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global Sports Social Podcast Network